One, two, three. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Windy City Filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Yeah. Right. We we know well well along those lines, like I guess a similar question. Uh being a writer, what are some of the similarities between developing the character as a writer and getting into a character as an actor? Are there similarities, overlaps there from your perspective as well? Sometimes, yeah. I, I think that certain characters resonate in a way that are so personal that you can't help but get emotionally attached. But the thing with being an actor is those lines are set for the most part, unless you're really working with a new work where things change all the time. Right. So you have the opportunity to just create that character and go through all the, like, figure out your moment before and all of your works and everything. But when you're writing, sometimes you have to kill scenes that you love so much because they have not, they just don't fit anymore. Right. Or kill characters completely out of your show. So I feel like you're more of a puppet master when you're a writer. And when you're an actor, you're in, you are, you are in it. So, so have you um, taken this knowledge and uh, went and taught, teach children, or are sharing your your wealth of knowledge? What are you What are you doing on that front? I do. I work um, at Actors Training Center, which is out of Wilmette, but everything is online at this point. Um, and I also am uh, uh, I'm a coach, a private coach. I work um, not only with my agency, a lot of their uh, uh, clients, but but with anybody in the city who wants to work with me. I spec- I, I, my specialties, I think, are, are comedy, but I, I definitely love to coach actors. I just love it. I just love it. I really right. do. <laughs> I yeah. love when I see the light bulb happen and when they really, they, they, you know, push through whatever wall they've built up. And it's so weird because we're doing everything on self-tapes and it feels foreign and so to be able to get that performance right off of a phone oh there's nothing better you know and you're good you're good at it i think i saw something i forgot what it was before the before the pandemic started shutting stuff down i think you were doing like a facebook live or something i tuned in you were just kind of dropping some gems so like so how much has things changed of the way you approach acting how much has it changed up in the face of the pandemic, doing things virtually, they may be doing things in person. Like, what type of things do you work on uh, with, with with actors? Keeping myself positive in a career that may or may not continue is hard <laughs> when you're when you're teaching people. Because, right. <laughs> you know, no, none of us know we're going to go back. So just to be like, this is a great career to do. Let me right. help you. And uh, maintaining that kind of energy, that positive energy when you're doing something virtually and they can see your face the entire time rather than like standing behind someone in a class and watching them work. There's fatigue. But on the flip side, I prefer coaching unless it's for theater virtually. Because then I can see your frame 
I can see where your eye lines are going so that I know place by where you're looking and who you're talking to. Um, so it's actually, and I also can read my side along with you and see you rather than looking down if we were in person. So right. for coaching, it actually is a benefit. So let me ask you this too. Um, let's, let's talk about working because I do the same thing. This is my virtual classroom here. I, I, but what I'm saying is I, I, uh, I, have, I can feel the emotion from the performance uh, here on screen, on, on, in the, on Zoom, when, when, they, when they, uh, say the student is doing a, a monologue. And so I'm saying it's radiating through the screen, just like as if it was on television, in a yeah. sense. And so uh, I just said that to say this and ask this. I, I wrote a short script, and uh, one of the uh, instructors, uh, potential producers, reading a little short 10-page thing that I've written, uh, I had the uh, people on Zoom conference meeting uh, thing. And he says, uh, one of his notes was like, it'd be more powerful if uh, more emotional, if every the actors could be in the same room. And so I thought about it, I was like, I could do that. But then I thought a second time, like, but we're dealing with the pandemic and I may want to shoot this sooner than later. And uh, this is the safest and probably why I wrote it in the first place. And I think from me working with the students, I can feel the emotion, even the connection. You know, we put the, you know, the camera and set it up and say, okay, now you ready? Action, give, you know, it can, it can still radiate. I believe that that's absolutely true. I mean, when we are performing on stage, we have to show pretty much everything because we're performing, especially if it's in a big house, because you're you're performing to the rafters. Your, your, your energy needs to hit across the street outside. It needs to radiate all the way out there, right? right. Um, but we don't really get to see a lot of the, the facial expressions or the, the minutia that goes along with, like, finding the character, having those really vulnerable moments that you can only see when it's a close-up. Um, so we have to show everything. When we come and we, when, and we, and we transfer it to television and film, everything's much more intimate. So if you think it, we can see it. And if you're having that kind of an emotional reaction or something's resonating uh, from the other characters, then yeah, they'll be in it and reacting and active listening and right. you'll be able to see all of it. So I think it's awesome to do uh, things With through duty. this medium. And, Why not? And yeah, and in and, and the film, instead of bringing everyone into the same room, just have them in their Zoom rooms and, yeah. and still have that same connection. It can, it can, it can be done where we can capture that real uh, back and forth, you know. Emotion. I think so too. It's, it's come up a couple of times uh, listening. How important is listening to, to acting? How important is it to listen? All right. Well, first of all, I, I, I think you should film what you written. So do that, that right now, immediately. Don't wait. Okay. But I, that, I just wanted to finish and close off that. Don't, because why wait? We, you know, this is our, this is our normal. So do it. Just do it. Uh, listening is the most important thing about acting. If you're right. not listening, you're not in it. You're not alive, yeah. then you're a robot. You know, that's right. it. 
Anybody who says they're not listening. <laughs> you, and you can tell. You can tell. Right. Because if you throw something at them and there's no reaction, you're like, oh, you're a robot. Right. <laughs> and, it all, and, and two things are happening, I found out. I found out two things are happening in that, in that uh, instance. First of all, you're not trusting the other people on stage. Right. You're just not letting go enough to be able to trust that they're going to catch you if you fall. Yes, yes. Or two, you're not trusting yourself with your lines or your, or, and so all you're thinking is of your lines and you're just waiting for my line, my line. And that's a, that old joke, you know, noise, 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 my line, noise, noise. <laughs> all right. If you're not listening, you might respond to something that they didn't give you. And then that's not fun to watch. Have you been in the scene where uh, the other actor wasn't listening or they weren't quite uh, up, up to par for the part that they were cast in and you had to work around it and talk about working around it? Oh, well, yeah. If you're acting out and if, you're, if you have earnest believability and you're right there and you're giving everything and all of your intentions and your time to the other person, you could really act with the rock. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're really, <laughs> if you're in it, but like, I've had a couple of people who, who, uh, this is the same thing as not listening, who don't look you in the eye when you're on stage with them. And I have been that person that has moved my head over to get their eye contact because right. if I'm not, if you can't look me in the eye, then where are we? So I, you know, I'll just move my head over a little bit and catch them in the eye and be like, no, 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 you can't run. You can't run from me. We got to do this together. Right. <laughs> you know, listening is the most important thing as an actor. I love, like, I love that. It's one thing that I, mean. I love that listening and being in the moment. It's kind of, it kind of reminded me, we were doing a show a couple of years ago, Superior Donuts. And so, uh, so it was good. a part. Oh, yeah, it was a fun show. And so it was a part where we were all backstage. And I think Rich and somebody else was on stage. You know, you backstage, you just kind of doing things, and you kind of on automatic pilot. Then something happened on stage. It was a big pause, and everybody looked up. Okay, what, what happened? Right, because you can tell something happened, and everybody looked up. And even though I wasn't on stage, I could tell that Rich responded in the moment and got the scene back on track. And what had happened was that there were a bunch of fake donuts on the set, and one of the actors picked up the donuts and ate one of the donuts that was covered in uh, in all type of glue and stuff, right? <laughs> and so that was the pause, and it got everybody's attention. But it's so funny because to that to that to your point, it's moments like that that really I think at times if you find yourself an automatic pilot, it's really whoosh, that really increases the focus, like those those beautiful unexpected moments where somebody drops a line yeah. or something drops on stage that just really keeps the performance alive. Not that you need, you, you want that to happen all the time, but it really helps um, show us how important listening is and, and trying to be in the moment is. It reminds us how important silence is on stage as well. Oh, yeah. We forget that we don't always have to be on the stage, you know? You don't want to rush through moments of discoveries. And how can you have a discovery if you're just trekking on through without checking in on how your partner is reacting to you? You right. know, whether they roll their eyes or they're giving you, you know, a nod or whatever it is that those are internal discoveries that you're I mean, because it's not it's it, I mean, it's supposed to be the first time that you're saying it. <laughs> right. 
right? Right. right. <laughs> so everybody out there, even though we know it, it's the first, every day that we do this, it's the first time. So yeah, it's hard not to go on autopilot, but that's the joy of being an actor. You get yeah. to go out there and do your thing. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fun yeah. Job. yeah. <laughs> Brad, we had started acting through back uh, with 25 other actors back in 98. Then I got involved in this blues play back in October 98. And uh, we rehearsed all summer. We ended up doing, doing it in the bar over here in Bronzeville, 46th yeah. And uh, we were supposed to do two nights. And we had so much fun that October 2nd and 3rd, Friday, Saturday night, that we was like, let's just keep going. 171 shows later, I was like, I'm <laughs> uh, Okay, I got to stop now. 171 shows. <laughs> now I'm finished. I'm, I'm done enough. That's awesome. So fun, yeah. It was a blues musical. Interacting uh, with the audience. Great. And we were drinking beer, too, for real, you know, in the bar. <laughs> oh, weren't the 90s fun? Weren't the 90s fun? Yeah, we did that with Tom Foolery. We would have a guest bartender every single time because you couldn't sell, because you could do the suggested donation. Yeah, right. I have a one, two, three. So, yeah. so we had a bar there, and uh, we would have guest bartenders every single show and just sing Tom Lair and be all, you know... Yeah. snarky to the audience. It was super fun. Oh, I loved the 90s. Late 90s in Chicago. Yeah. Ah! Do you ever judge your characters? Do you ever judge them? Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, like uh, in the moment? They're, or bad, or? they're bad or something. Like, when you're reading, they're like, do I, do I like this person? Don't no, like this no. person? No, if I'm, if I'm offended by something that I read before I audition, then I sit and I figure out why. Right. If it's putting the mirror up onto something, then I take it. If right. it's something that's offending me personally, where it's about me, like if it's something that's offensive to me, where it's not for any other reason than than to be offensive, then I usually then then I might judge it. But for the most part, I feel like any character that you do. I mean, I did Assassins twice, and you know, our goal is to help is to have you love us by the time you leave. Right. And be questioning why you love assassins. Because they're not good people. But, you know, that's the whole point of the show. The whole point of the show is just like, oh, Sarah Jane Moore is funny. Right. Wait a minute, she tried to kill, what? <laughs> we, don't, we shouldn't like her, but you right. do. So is that your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an awesome, awesome uh, experience and exercise, too, you know. Oh, it's super fun to play people that you hate. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, it reminded me of uh, I did I did a uh, Jesus Had the A Train at the rave a number of years ago. Yes, I, I saw it. First, I saw you. You saw okay. it. <laughs> and yeah. I remember the first time when I, I read the too. script. My first time I read the script, and then I was reading. I said, I don't know about Lucius. I don't know about Lucius. And then when he gets to part, and that well, the play is a thousand years old, so not to give it away. But when he talks about how he killed this little boy, it's like you know what? I don't like Lucius, right? And it was kind of weird making that admittance as Brad Stevens, the actor. I felt it made it easier to get into his skin because now it's like that 10,000 pound um, elephant, whatever that was in the room. I'm no longer ignoring it, my true right. feelings. And it made it easier to get into the skin. Yeah. And, and I find that too, that it's kind of, it's, it's fun playing characters that if I was in an elevator with them in real life, I would be incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> but then finding those areas where you may be alike, because you know, a lot of times 
Well, I know, but a lot, I think a lot of times most characters are thinking, I'm a real asshole. They, they may, maybe they are, but a lot of times they're going through their life. We may see them as an asshole, but it's kind of like every character is like the hero of their own story, no matter how jacked up you think their story may be. Right. right, right. But you have empathy and that's what makes you a good actor. Yes. You know, if you can empathize, then you're not a sociopath, right? <laughs> and so if you're playing a sociopath, then you can still play it with this, with, with, with your empathy. You oh know? my God, yeah. And, and that's what makes it fun. <laughs> I mean, I had to play the devil in uh, a musical called Me, the Devil, and Other Friends. And that uh, backstage theater did many, many years ago. Um, and we, we took it to Fringe, too, in New York. And there's a scene where I'm, you know, I'm singing a song about the demise of this other person. And then I go over with two beers and he's sitting there. And we're having this little, like, talk about his feelings. And I, I nod my head up and I show him his girlfriend getting raped. By oh, the villain. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is like a no exit moment where he keeps reliving the same thing every single day right. without getting without coming through to the other side. So playing the devil, I mean, you have to wrap your head around the fact that this is delightful for you yeah. <laughs> watching this, and you and so I just I just felt the power of that moment of how you know if he if he figures it out and he gets through, then he can leave, but he doesn't. So. I'm gonna make it more and more upsetting every single time to torture him. Right. That's fun. Yahoo! Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it, like not for real. It's just right. the character. So right. you you don't have a problem with uh, 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 dusting the characters off you once you once you've wrapped with it. No, they're not me. Yeah. I mean, I'm in all of those characters because honestly, you want to bring your most true, truthful, authentic self so that you can marry what the character is to you. But, I mean, no, I can put, there's only been a few times, Rogers Park was hard to let go of. That character right. was definitely something that I can lock in and I can go straight into her at any time. I don't think I'll ever, because we worked on it for a year, improvising, before they even, before we even got to set to start filming. Right. So like, Antoine and I, we, we helped create the backstories for those characters through improv. And then Carlos, the writer, went off and wrote the movie. So when we came back to shoot it, it was like getting back into our old, you know, it was yeah. like meeting old friends and getting right back into where we needed to go. But for the most part, yeah. There's too many other characters to play. And I don't, I need space in my brain. I gotta get them out. <laughs> I know, that's right. I'm getting old. I can't keep it all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, one last question. What advice would you give and inspire a young person or aspiring art artist, actor, artist looking to get into the business? What advice did you give them? Okay. First of all, there are enough roles for all of us. You're in competition with nobody else but yourself. Nice. Every time you walk into that room, you take that five minutes and be the star of your own show. And finally, none of us deserve any of this. <laughs> Nobody is entitled to anything. This is an awesome, awesome career. And just do the things that you can control and everything else is outside of your control. Amen. Yeah. I love it. That's a great words of advice. Yeah. But I tell you what, that's, it's been great having you on the show. Thank you oh, so much. Pleasure. No doubt. And for Brad Stevens and 
H. <laughs> we'll be back soon enough. And until next time, as always, dream big, dare to be great. We out of here. Peace. Peace. Oh, la, la. Yeah.